Hey, welcome to How to Write a Novel, the podcast where I give very small variations on the exact same advice over and over and over and over and over. So I'm still in Trafficsville, as you can probably hear from the traffic everywhere. And this is actually a This is actually pretty similar to last episode, similar sort of situation. So yeah, I'm still in this ridiculous little part of Scarborough that is just like, it's unbelievable the amount of traffic. Toronto might be the worst traffic pound for pound ever that I've ever experienced. Because the other heavy hitters are uh, Amsterdam is... It is extremely bad, but it's all bicycle traffic, so that's, uh, that's bizarre. I mean, the, the bicycle traffic is uh, a nightmare, but at least that's unique. New York is not as bad as you might think, because it gridlocks itself constantly. There was one summer, 2013 I think it was, where I bicycled a lot in New York, mostly out in Queens, but every once in a while, you know, I'd get into Manhattan. And uh, I didn't really have the mind for it myself. I'd have to follow behind bike messengers because they know what, you know, they know what they're doing. But if you just follow behind someone else who is confident in their cycling, it's surprising how little the traffic gets in your way because the traffic is mostly not moving. If you've got a car in Manhattan, you're a fool. You are a fool man. Uh, Montreal is obviously awesome and calm, (laughs) and Vancouver kind of too. So yeah, Toronto, it's like, it's like veins. It is like big, fat, unclogged veins filled with traffic, especially out here. Just every fucking block, you know, they're like long blocks, but it's just like, basically on all four sides of this Airbnb. I got Kennedy, Shepard, Warden, Ellesmere. These are all extremely major. Like how many fucking, what is this, six goddamn lanes on Kennedy? Even when uh, we used to go to Florida sometimes when I was younger, and there were occasional, I have occasional memories of crossing nightmare superhighways They were probably like double this, but they were very rare. It wasn't just everywhere. It wasn't just part of life. This place sucks. (laughs) So anyway, I left the house, went to uh, little Tim Hortons near here, did some uh, audio editing, because I've got, like I said before, all these different uh, podcasts I'm working on. So it's part of my daily routine is like, let's get some editing done, some audio editing. I find uh, a good rule of thumb is to just work until I have to go piss, you know, (laughs) whatever that took. It was probably a good two and a half hours. I got a lot done editing wise. And then it's like, all right, I got to pee. So no better time to move on to another task than that. And then things started going wrong on my little adventure. It's like, all right, let's uh, just, you know, go to whatever, go to the next place. And like I mentioned, there's this little Starbucks near there that I used to like that is closed. So I was like, yeah, let's just uh, keep moseying around. I'll go to this other Tim Hortons that I went to the other day because it was uh, extremely empty because, you know, this is all car culture. So nobody is 
in any of these places. You know, it's all drive-throughs and shit. But today is Sunday. Sunday fucking the weekend. Oh man, it fucking, it just shakes up the fucking Etch-A-Sketch and fucks everything up. For the song today, I should play Thank God It's Monday by No Effects, because uh, I identify greatly with that song. During the week, things are awesome. During the weekend, everything fucking sucks, because everybody's trying to do stuff all at the same time. So this was a perfect example. This place that was just dead empty when I was there before is packed with people. But I was like, all right, well, maybe I can squeeze in somewhere, whatever. Again, you know, doesn't have to be the goddamn Ritz. I just got to get a little work done. But uh, I went to the bathroom there first, and uh, it was just just an awkward, unfortunate situation where it's this bathroom. They do this a lot in neighborhoods that are full of old people, where, uh, at least in Canada, this has become popular, where you lock the bathroom door with a button. Like, you gotta push a button to lock the door. Apparently that's, I guess, old people love that, because if you're near a retirement home, that's how all the bathrooms are gonna work. But it's a little awkward because you just got to hope that the stupid lock worked. Sometimes they're real fancy and like it'll change to like a green light from a red light to a green light to show you the doors locked. This one was not that fancy. So either this lady didn't know how this worked or just failed to use the mechanism properly. I fucked it up once. There was a button to lock and there was a button at this A&W, another button to call for help and accidentally hit the call for help button. It's just like, God damn it. What the fuck? Can't I just lock the door? What is this dog shit? I didn't need help. Just trying to pee. So anyway, I walked in on this lady who was very embarrassed. Didn't walk in, you know, just opened the door. But uh, she was also like from India. She had the whole garb on, just sitting on the toilet. And it's like, ah, like I only saw her for a split second, but you know invasive embarrassing nobody enjoyed that no one wanted that to happen so i apologized closed the door couldn't do anything to help her about that lock just had to hope no one else walked in on her but anyway i was like well you know this place is super packed anyway and i think it'd be better for uh for this lady and for me if i just i'm just gonna get out of here <laughs> you know i'm sure she did not want to see the face of the man who uh saw her naked thighs. Very, uh, unpleasant. So I was like, let me just get out of here. And she can just let that fade into memory as though it never happened. So I kept walking, and uh, then I started to feel a rumble in my tummy. It's like, man, I really do need the washroom now. Real bad. So I kept walking and walking and got to a lot of Tim Hortons is in this neighborhood. So this is a Burger King-Tim Horton combo. But the Burger King has by far the nicer bathroom. So I went in the Burger King, but someone was using the stall. So I went to the Tim Hortons, and its fucking toilet was in a, a state of disrepair. An unpleasant state. And any attempts to flush it just caused the water to rise and rise and rise. I'm like, okay, oh, let me just stop. Let me just stop trying to flush this toilet before things get worse. Let's just get out of here. Went back to the fucking Burger King because I was starting to get a little desperate. That guy was still in the stall. It's just like, dude, get out of here. Come on. Other people need to shit their brains out, not just you. God, this traffic. Holy shit. One, two, three, four lanes 
going just one way. This is nuts. Anyway, so at this point I'm just like, fuck. Maybe I just need to head home. Like, I'm just getting desperate here. I just need to not shit my pants at this point. So yeah, things again were working against me. And I was like, yeah, you know what, though, it's fine. Like, I, there's no reason why I can't do work at home. I'll just go home and I'll fucking do writing there. But I've just learned for myself, like, I know what works in my routine and I know what doesn't. I know what's a sustainable routine that will gradually lead to work getting done, and I know what doesn't. And what doesn't is expecting that I'm going to do work at home. I just don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. I hate just I hate pulling out my phone and working on writing in my bed. I hate it. I don't like to cross over those two things. And also I borrowed my friend Matt's PlayStation. I'm way behind on console video games. I've just been playing like games on my laptop, but I haven't had my hands on a PlayStation for man like 4 years cuz I just, you know, travel around a lot. I don't have a TV. The one Airbnb I did have that had a TV was out west where uh, I couldn't find anywhere to rent a PlayStation. So uh, so I'm playing Bloodborne finally. If you're into video games, you know, Dark Souls and all that shit. I love Dark Souls. I fucking love it. So I've been waiting to play this Bloodborne game for like four years. Oh, underpass, get some nice echo. So when I get home, that's all that's gonna happen. I'm gonna play Bloodborne until my fucking eyeballs roll back in my head. And I know that. I know that about myself. I'm aware. So I would really prefer to get writing done out in the world, you know. But it just wasn't, it just wasn't working today. But luckily, I was saved at the zero hour. I'm like, oh shit, wait. There's a Wendy's over there. You might notice too from these stories, what a dog shit neighborhood this is. Everything's a Burger King or a Wendy's or a Tim Hortons some kind of mall everything is trash out here it's just generic garbage this is like if aliens had us in like a little you know like ants in a fucking ant colony this is what they would make hopefully minus all the traffic but even the traffic makes me think of like an alien not arboretum what do you call that when it's just for a creature I don't know but I mean you would think human beings would know better than to put this loud noisy misery right in the place where they live I feel like this is something an alien would do because they didn't realize how much they fucked up or like if you're playing SimCity and you don't actually care about the well-being of your people that's what this seems like but anyway so I go to this Wendy's and uh, I guess it's just like a nice little wrinkle. I never really considered Wendy's because there's so many coffee shops in the world. It's generally not hard to find a coffee shop. Just today was not working out for me. And the addition of it being Sunday, everything closes early. But this Wendy's, I'm like, oh, wait a second. They have coffee at Wendy's. The Wendy's was nicely empty, which was cool. I just like places to be empty. I really feel better when places are empty. So I got me a coffee, I actually got me a Frosty, put the Frosty in the coffee. I don't uh, usually put sugar in coffee, 
but sometimes I do like to put ice cream in coffee. And I sat there and I did some fucking, oh, I, well, I went to the bathroom first. That was the key, key thing. No one was in the goddamn bathroom and the bathroom was working. So took care of that, got a coffee, sat down at the Wendy's, did the day's work. I did it. And again, just like last time, I just do feel much better. But I mean, today, if it didn't work out, I mean, you know, when you just really got to use the bathroom, I mean, you know, that's, what am I going to do? Go shit in the woods somewhere? There's not even woods to shit in around here. If I had fucked up today and not gotten any writing done, it's like, well, I would have to give myself a pass on this one because just what am I supposed to do? Maybe I could have just convinced myself to do some writing at home, but it really is like pulling teeth. To sit somewhere out in the world for 20 minutes even, but half an hour, an hour, whatever, do some work, that seems fun, that seems nice. To do work at home, I just, I don't really know why, but I just hate it. I just hate it. I don't like to do it, and on a longer timeline, I won't do it. And I think that might be something worth examining. Because obviously everyone's different, everyone's got their own quirks. But that I've learned this about myself, you know, that like what's more important is what's sustainable. It's not valuable to get a lot of work done one day and then do nothing for two weeks. That's, in the long term, that's not a good idea. I really think the working every day thing is a much better policy. What is a sustainable amount of work that you can do and that you can guarantee yourself you will do every day? Because at the end of the year, that's what's going to make you a writer. That's what's going to give you an actual end product. When things get tough, when you get stuck on something, you're not just going to quit. You're going to keep chipping away at it, chipping away at it every day. So uh, for people who say they don't have time to write every day, I think what you need to do is examine your routine and examine your daily, your daily grind, your daily cycle of what you do and figure out how you can write every day. Find a way that you can carve out 20 minutes for yourself every day. I don't think it's that you can't write every day because everybody's got 20 minutes a day. Everybody's got it. But you can't just force it. Like, I've also been trying to keep up on yoga and just, uh, you know, basic physical maintenance. i got a lot of problems with my shoulder. My hips are kind of in a weird alignment. I want to try to get in the habit of physical therapy and of, like, making sure I don't just turn into a weird little prune. But it just isn't working for me. I can't force myself. I need to find that way to make this sustainable. I need to find that pattern or that habit that makes this something I can and will do every day. For yoga, I have not found it yet. For writing, I have. And for me, it's leaving the house, going to a coffee shop. That's where I feel comfortable. That's where I do my work. I don't know what it is for you, but if you haven't found it, keep looking. Like, I really think that's important. I think that's what you need to find. You need to find your sustainable way of writing every day. All right, I'm finally turning off of this highway. It's not even a highway. I mean, there is a highway by here. It's just a normal street. The normal streets are highways. But all right, turning off into this little suburban enclave, finally. Oh, 
so we can at least end this podcast without the fucking traffic noise. Because while we're rambling, just one other, this is just a little thing that I was thinking about while I was working at this Wendy's. Another part of uh, making writing a sustainable habit that I think is important, there's finding the way to carve out the time every day, finding a, a predictable, repeatable, sustainable way to do that every day. But I also think your habits with the specifics of writing are important so that you can easily jump back into what you're doing and not get lost and not have to uh, do a lot of catch up to remember where you were at yesterday. So this is just a little thing. This is a very specific sort of thing that I've been doing for years now, but that I do find kind of helps both organizationally and just mentally in a weird way is uh, even though I do my writing just on a smartphone with a keyboard, I use just a basic text editor and a uh, basic little file explorer program, you know, just to navigate through folders and then just have basic text files. That's it. Obviously, at the end of things, I need to transfer this writing onto a real computer because I don't have, uh, you know, I don't even have the ability to uh, do italics and stuff. I just put asterisks around words that later need to be italicized because this is so basic but uh but one thing i do so if i'm writing a chapter say this is more i guess this is more almost for my own sense of ease my own peace of mind is when i'm writing a chapter of something i'll call it version one just at the end of the file name v zero one dot text and then when I revise it, after I finished, when I go back later to revise it, I call that version two. And just any time I make changes, it'll be version three, version four, whatever. And I found that just kind of helped with like the kind of OCD in my mind of just, I would feel sort of apprehensive about editing, sort of this hesitancy to edit. Cause I was just like afraid that I was losing something what if I change it and I don't like it and I want to change it back? What if I have some, you know, these, this whole, like these couple paragraphs, this whole run isn't working. Let's just get rid of that. But what if I want it later? So it's a very simple thing, but just putting the version numbers, just so I always keep all the old versions. I can't remember the last time I went back to an old version, you know, and I actually used something. Usually if I make an edit, it's for the best. If I change something, it's stay and change. So it's weird because this isn't necessarily practical advice of like, hey, if you do this, you can keep all your old versions and stuff and go back and you're probably not going to go back. You probably got rid of shit for a reason, you know, you probably don't want that old shit ever again. But I just really found it helped with the flow of writing. It just really helped help me not worry about editing. It's like, hey, just do whatever you want. Edit however you want chop it up however you want do anything that you want to do because the old version is still right there you want to make some big change in version three don't worry about it version two is right there so that's a very small piece of advice but i really do find it helped just call it version one go all the way up to version 99 if you want i think that you know i have had times when i've gotten up to version 13 or 14 or something and I just like knowing that the old stuff is there. All right, I guess that's it. That's it for this episode. The real takeaway is 
the coffee shop doesn't need to be a coffee shop. It can be a Wendy's, <laughs> you know, that's fine. If life is really fucking with you and every fucking bathroom is occupied or broken and just, just things are not working out and you're just desperate, there might still be a way out. And that way out might just be a different store <laughs> that you never wrote in before or that you never thought about as a place you could go and write. I guess I'm thinking back to when I was in Vancouver when I started this podcast. I definitely had some days that I wrote in a McDonald's in Port Moody. So whatever, it's not like this has never happened before. I don't know. <laughs> this is not a great episode. This is not incredibly insightful. This whole podcast is fucking stupid. What can I tell you? But hey, thanks for being here. We're in this together. All right, here's thank God it's Monday by no effects. I'm gonna do what I really think I like about Mondays. Gonna feel like Saturdays when you don't gotta go to work. I really never liked Fridays. I don't. Can't do what I wanna do. Like you. Sold out at the movie.